My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. It's Britt here today. Okay, we have a super exciting guest coming on today. Kyle Livingston. He's the CEO and founder of Seven Figure Industry. He is also the host of Project Fortify Podcast. Kyle works with coaches and consultants stuck between 100K plus, 100K or plus, who are wanting to create space and accelerate profit. So, you know, I left out a lot, you guys, but I'm going to let Kyle go ahead and fill in the gaps. Hey, Kyle, how's it going? Thanks thanks for coming on today. It's such a pleasure to have you. Hey, Brittany, thanks for having me on. I'm super pumped to, for this, uh, to, to do this with you guys today. Absolutely. We're going to have some great conversation within alone, you know, what you do in the business, your podcast, what's working, some of the challenges. But, you know, before we really dive into that, do you mind going ahead and just, you know, Filling in those gaps. How did you get to where you are today? Because I mean, man, you are doing some amazing things and I'd love to share that with our listeners. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I think before talking about like the amazing things, I think talking about the failures is probably the most important part. Um, Simply because, you know, you meet a lot of people, it's their first time to success. They don't know what failure like feels like or looks like. And I see a lot of times people are literally on the tracks waiting for that train to come hit them head on. So, um, you know, outside of, you know, everybody has like a childhood story, right? But outside of growing up in a rough area, rough neighborhood, uh, one of my buddies tells me, he goes, look, man, you had every reason to go left growing up and you didn't. And um, I think for me, you know, I have always been kind of an entrepreneur, but I had to make my own money in life early on. So 12, 13, 14 years old, I had to learn how to make my own money. Um, that got me into the world of working for myself, mowing lawns, washing cars um, for neighbors and whatnot. Fast forward to 18 years old, get into the construction industry and uh, hate working for other people and just cannot stand working for other people uh, from the simple fact of they are putting a cap at what I'm allowed to take home. So started my first official company in the in the tower industry, building cell phone towers for AT&T, Verizon, et cetera, built three companies, successfully sold them, did pretty well, poured everything into a fourth company, and in nine months lost everything. So 2016, lost everything that I had. And um, in literal nine short months, like all the money I had, all the friends that I had, everything was just gone. And then uh, got into another partnership shortly after, bam, lost everything again. And so two consecutive failures back to back. And it really kind of made me question whether or not I should be doing what I was doing. Um, But at the end of the day, it was, I knew I have a bigger purpose here on this planet. And it's to really help business owners. And so as things transpired, I really landed on, man, there are a lot of experts in the world. There are a lot of people who know what they're doing. They understand how to invest in real estate and they can teach that. They understand how to you know, help marriages and they can teach that, but they're pretty horrible at running a business. And so um, you know, stepping into what we're doing now is we just help people who are experts in what they do uh, actually get away from the day-to-day of their business while still maintaining and, and, and increasing profits. Incredible. Yeah. And, you know, it's so true. Like people who are experts in their business, a lot of the time, like, you know, they're so stuck in it and 
we need someone there to coach us through that, right? So incredible what you're doing. Now, based on where you are right now today in the business, how do you go about delivering your services? Well, we've um, we, we've really narrowed it down. And the best way we like to do it is we like to come in and kind of take over a second in command. And so I work really closely with the visionary or the CEO. Um, and I come in with myself, my team of integrators, my team of that we have. Um, and I really like to take over as second in command. That way I can kind of control the direction of the business. And we really focus on three key areas. It's really going to be around the infrastructure of the business. And Brittany, you ever seen that Atlas stone? Like that's the, 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 the statue of the dude holding the world. You ever seen that? Yeah, absolutely. So I feel like a lot of business owners are that statue. And so we come in and build this infrastructure to hold the world so the owner can get out from underneath of it. Um, and then the next piece we focus on is data. I think um, a lot of business owners make decisions based on emotion or conjecture or sometimes even out of ego and not based on what the data actually tells them. And so we make sure we make create reliable data that can be accessed by the, the owners. And then we teach them how to diagnose the problems. And so we look at the business and I can say, hey, if these numbers are this and this numbers are this, this is probably what the issues are. Because at the end of the day, all business is just that. It's business. Like there's only two types of businesses you can have, nonprofit, for-profit. And in for-profit businesses, there's only a, there's only so many problems that you can have. They might look like other things, but at the end of the day, there's only a few select problems that actually prevent a business from making money or make them wildly successful. Right, right. So tell us a little bit about, you know, how to take your, your online business to the next level, because this is what you help these experts to do, correct? So do you mind diving in even a little bit deeper into that? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think that a lot of the experts have built um, some type of a business that's held together with duct tape and bubble gum and rubber bands, and they have 19 different softwares. Um, and it's really getting everything into a central place, whether that's a certain CRM or um, even Google Docs, just having things organized. And I think that a lot of business owners' intentions are to, at some point, eventually sell or just get out of the day-to-day of the business. And a big piece of that is how you're training your team and creating assets around what it is that you actually do. As an expert, if you can get the knowledge out of your head and into trainings and into ways to, I don't want to say clone yourself, but get stuff into a place to where other people can consume it and become close to as good as where you're at, then you can actually begin multiplying yourself with inside of the business. And so uh, SOPs and training is a big, big thing that I focus on. And it's, listen, it's not sexy. Like I mentioned the word SOPs and operations and people are like, oh, dude, this isn't what I want. I'm just gonna go sell some more stuff. But then they find themselves in this hamster wheel. So creating trainings and SOPs, documenting everything that you do, and then right. creating a system inside of your business where when somebody clicks on an ad and then becomes a customer, they stay a customer for life and you're not having to cycle through and, and, and just continue with customer acquisition. Yeah, customer for life. Yeah, customer for life. Giving them that, giving, allowing them to, to trust and have that belief and see all the, the changes that are coming from working with you and you know not having to chase, right? Not having them wanting to be a customer for life. This is incredible. So from breaking through to eight figures, what are some insights and strategies um, other than that to scaling your online business? Um, I think that from, from seven to eight, it's really looking at the different profit centers of the business. And so 
um, as the expert, like as the owner, you know the nuance of your business better than anybody else in this world. And the more space that we can create between the day-to-day minutiae overwhelm of the business and you actually spend time with the old, uh, such a cliche statement, like you got to work on the business, not in the business, getting to that place where you can think about your business and think about where you're going is going to be one of the biggest pieces. Um, but it's, it's about going throughout the business. And I tell people all the time that like cash and revenue is the best spackle for a business. It's like the best like drywall mud for your business. Where when you start looking at it, you start seeing like, oh man, we have a lot of cracks that we've stuffed with cash so that we didn't have to pay attention to them. It's going in and finding each one of those cracks from marketing to lead nurture to sales and fulfillment and operations and ascension. It's finding all of those cracks and actually filling them in with mortar, not just cash. So it's finding the little breaks in marketing that's causing, you know, like I had one client, she was spending $300,000 extra per year on acquisition and she didn't even realize it because wow. of those little tiny cracks. At a, at a big scale, you know, five, seven, 10 million a year or right. under, under eight, five, seven, eight million a year, like the, that could be a lot of money back in your pocket. And so the first thing is just closing up all of the little uh, death by a thousand paper cuts is going to be the biggest way to do it. Right. Because they add up. Oh, do they ever add up? Right. And we don't even realize sometimes. 100%. Love it. Well, I love what you're doing. So tell me a little bit about what your client acquisition is like. So what what is that process like? Mine's kind of weird. Um, Candidly, I'll just tell you some of the struggles. You know, we've, uh, we work with coaches and consultants, 150K plus per month. Typically, they have to have a team of four or more. Um, they have to have marketing locked in. And then my favorite is they also have to have failed in a seven-figure business before, or I won't work with them. Um, and so we, we ran ads. We ran tens of thousands of dollars in ads, and I got crickets. And I had some of the best media buyers that I know who crushed for other brands helping me with mine. Um, so my acquisition strategy is strictly around being in masterminds where there are other people in the room who not only can I pull from and get knowledge from, but they right. probably all need my help. Um, and then word of mouth have been the two biggest things, but it's amazing how much asking for referrals versus assuming referrals has done for me. I can crush it for a business. I could do really, really well, and they would never give me a referral. I could do the same thing, yet ask for a referral, and I'll get three or four. So the biggest thing for me has actually been intentional in asking and creating a, a, a process for getting referrals from people. Incredible. Yeah, I know. I wanted to mention as well, it's great. And I really wanted to say that I noticed that you really have niched down on who your avatar is, who you're looking to work with. And I think that is, everyone should be doing that. Like we can't be too broad. Otherwise you are not going to, you will attract lots of leads. They will not be a fit. They won't be, they might not be able to afford your program or there's going to be problems along the way so you really have to get clear on who it is that your dream customer is who you want to work with and it looks like you have it down to a t which is incredible um any other strategies that you use for client acquisition or is it just like you said the masterminds and word of mouth yeah for me i mean i'm also in i'm also in the process right now of actually acquiring other businesses who have my audience and so it might be a business where the coach or consultant maybe wants to get into a different industry or they are in a, pl- a place where it's like they want to sell a piece of their list or something. And so a big right. play for me going into this year is just acquiring other businesses that either are going out of business or they have assets in the business who have my audience. 
Um, and so that's a big play for me going into this year. Um, we're actually in the middle of an acquisition right now with about 220,000 ideal clients on an email list that, that we're getting a pretty good deal on. So Incredible. Love it. So let's talk a little bit about the podcast. When did you start the podcast and what were your intentions behind it? So I started podcasting uh, end of August of 2022. So four or five months ago. Um, and this was off the back of spending all this money on ads and realizing that I'm not getting any leads. And at the time, my attribution to that was, well, if you went and Google searched me or my company, you couldn't find anything. And so if you saw an ad and you wanted to go do your due diligence, there was nothing there. And so my intention was really just to fill the, the void of like content and trust building because people just don't, people are moving into a place where they buy from you when they trust you. And they're moving away from the point of buying from a place of needing to solve a problem. And so there was no way for people outside of getting on a sales call with me or outside of meeting me at an event, if they saw an ad, there was nothing else online. And so my intention was really just fill that void online of like, when you search me or my name, there's actually stuff there that hopefully can make you some money. Absolutely. I love it. And then, so as of now with the podcast, do you do a little bit of mix of solos and interviews or is it just one or the other? Tell me a bit about that. Yeah. So I've been, I started just me on camera, just me yeah. chatting with the camera. Yeah. Um, and now it's gotten into quite a few interviews on other channels, which has been awesome. Um, and I'm actually opening up uh, just this week to bring people onto my channel for me to interview them, which is pretty fun. for that. So mixture of all of it. I love it. I love a mixture, a little bit of both. That's incredible. Um, so who are you looking to invite on your show? Um, is there a certain type of person you're, is it other experts that you're wanting to work with or Tell me a little bit about that. What's your plan with that? Yes. And I think podcasting can be a massive lever to get in front of your ideal audience. I think if you have a show approaching somebody from a perspective of, Hey, let me get you on my show versus just, Hey, let's hop on a sales call. I think it opens up a door for conversation that you normally couldn't open up. Um, and then the other it's, it's experts that not only I can help, but it's also, can they help my audience? Like I don't teach anything about marketing typically don't get into a bunch of sales terminology and training. Um, you know, I'm not the finance guy. And so having other people on my channel that can uh, give value to my audience that's outside of my realm of expertise is one of my main goals. I love that. That's incredible. Huge. And you know what, how do you find podcasting? Like, do you find it like, it's just an end, endless opportunity, you know, you're meeting people internationally you know, like you said, you're on so many different podcasts as a guest now, and you're bringing people onto yours and, you know, even asking them for referrals is going to endless opportunities and doors that open, right. That normally yep. had you not had a podcast, that would be much harder to find. So yeah. what would you say? Exactly. And what would you say? Some of maybe the challenges along the way with podcasting might have been, um, this will probably be relatable to anyone listening at the moment. If there's any challenges that you're open to sharing. I would say it's becoming like my biggest challenge was telling stories better and then tying that story into something that we're talking about. And there might be, um, you know, uh, one of my buddies told, told me early on, he's like, bro, I need you to add more color to your stories. And so for me, that really hit home. Like I would just, you know, I'm a, I don't know if this might be cliche, but like, I'm a dude, I don't talk a whole lot. I don't use a bunch of words. And so for me to go into stories and recall things, 
um, was a struggle for me early on. And one thing that I did to really help me out was I went through and I wrote down every memory that I could remember from a child, from my childhood till now. And it took me like three weeks of just hammering this on this an hour, hour to a week. And I would just go down, I'd just write down the memories that I could remember, right? I'd go through my age seven and eight and nine and 10. But now I have this entire list of things that I would have never even thought about that I can pull stories from. And when somebody asks me a question, I'm like, oh yeah, like this, I could tie that story into this. So my biggest problem was probably just learning how to tell stories better. Very relatable, very relatable, hundred um, percent. And I think as you continue podcasting, it just comes more naturally, right? Thousand percent. You, yeah, you, you tell you tell your story, and you're like, oh, I could say it like this differently next time, and it does, definitely becomes a lot more natural. Right, right. So, what would you say um, is you know one of your main focuses within the next six months, and then maybe within the next um, year or so? within the business, within the podcast, either or, or both. <laughs> I would say um, in the business, we're like, like I said, we're working on the acquisitions of other lists and other businesses and building a large database. And so one of the big goals for me is leveraging that in a way that um, just creates consistent lead flow into the business. Um, you know, we have sales team that can reach out. We have all these things to be able to convert, but it's the consistency top of funnel for us because what we do just isn't sexy. Um, and then on the podcast, uh, ideally, we just continue to get more, more and more listeners popping on. Um, I'd love to be able to reach a million downloads a month with the podcast by the end of the year. I think that's super doable. Um, yeah, so those, those are kind of the two, two big goals, business and podcast over the next little bit. Amazing. This is really exciting for you. And I mean, like you, ha- you hadn't started your podcast that long ago, so it's only up from here. It's super exciting, especially as you're bringing people onto the show. 100%. So any, any, any idea of how you're going to go about, you know, um, getting that amount of downloads or, um, you know, leveraging the podcast or anything like that, any plan with that? Yeah. I mean, we have, um, the big things to be traffic. Um, one of my main focuses this year is creating content that actually helps people, not just content to consume. And so as we acquire these businesses, as we acquire these different brands, um, we have a large traffic pool that we can start sending to podcasts, we have a large traffic pool to pull from for interviews, have a large, uh, you know, large enough list. We'll even go out and partner with other people who have a large list because they're typically looking to partner people with a large list. And so um, I think the, the strategy around that is really just between acquisitions and outreach and then creating content that people actually want to consume. Absolutely. And, you know, I find that struggle, I, I ask that question on lots of my, every, almost every interview I have, and it seems to be a lot of the same struggles that other entrepreneurs like yourself struggle with as well. So I always like to see, you know, the different ideas of how they're going to go about doing that. So incredible. Now, Kyle, I want to take the, the last couple minutes here for you to just, you know, if there's anything else you want to dive into about the business and any of your offers, Please do it now. I mean, what you have to offer is incredible for for those um, experts that you're looking for. And I see the value in it. And I just really want to make sure that we have enough time for you to really dive into that one last time to make sure everyone knows exactly what you have to offer and how valuable it is. Totally. So, you know, like I said, what we normally do with with, uh, coaches and consultants at that 150K level per month is we're ideally looking to get that business owner out of the day-to-day, out of the chaos out of, you know, just running around like a chicken with his head, you know, topped off and his pants on fire. That's typically how people operate. Um, 
So the goal is to get them into more of a, a state where they can relax and enjoy the, the things that they want out of life, as well as, um, you know, being able to spend the thinking time, which I think is one of the most important things and underrated things in a business is the thinking times from the visionary, getting them the space and room to do that um, at the same time and making their business as profitable as humanly possible um, I, is, is really a big focus for us. So it's creating that space for the business owner, multiplying profits, and by doing so, the revenue should increase two, three, four X. So exciting. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day, Kyle to come on here and share what you have to offer. I think it's incredible what you're doing. I mean, you added a lot of value and inspiration to myself and listeners, and that's exactly what I'm looking for on my show. So, you know, if anyone's looking to connect with you, once our episodes published from here, what would you say the best way to go ahead and connect would be? Um, best way would, if you want to consume some of the content would be on YouTube. You can just go YouTube at seven figure Kyle. Um, Project Fortify podcast, you can find through there. But a gift I would like to give to the audience, if that's okay with you, Brittany, is yes, a, uh, absolutely. Is like I said, one of our big focuses is data, and I've noticed that a lot of the business owners out there don't have access to like clear, reliable data at a glance. And so we've actually spent uh, tens of thousands of dollars, hired a gentleman that used to work at Apple to come and work with us on this project, and we've built out a dashboard that connects to all of your stuff, and it's totally free. So if you guys want that dashboard, it's completely free, but it'll give you all your data at a glance. If you want to go to visionaryvitals.com, you can download it totally for free. Incredible. Well, thank you so much, Kyle. I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to share all this value. Thank you again. And guys, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like and subscribe. If you're a six-figure entrepreneur or higher and want to come on the show, just like Kyle did today, to talk about your podcast, your business, you know, go over the what's working and some of the challenges please go to top100interview.com. We'd love to have you on as well. Thank you so much, Kyle. Thanks, guys. Catch you on the next episode. Yeah. Hey, everyone. I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.